Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So it's uh, all for play for still? I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi, villains, and welcome to Further Love of Paul McGrath Podcast. Neil and Paddy back again. Friday night fixture this week, This weekend. Friday, can we still call it Friday the weekend? I'm sure we can. Well, oh, we are okay. anyway. We are, and if anyone's got a problem with it, take it up with Paddy. Um, Paddy's here, and we are going to talk about Newcastle versus Aston Villa, but also we will talk about the under-23s playing uh, on Friday at half past one, which has now been moved to half past one or half twelve? Half one. Half past one, yeah. Yeah, which has now been moved to Villa Park as well. But, uh, Paddy, first of all, before we get into that, how are you coping down there? Not too bad. Being battered by a storm here at the moment. So uh, apologies if there's any background noise. I'm in the attic here in the office, and it's uh, I can just hear it pounding off the Villa's window. So Yes. Yeah, it's not too great wind. here either. It's uh, yeah, it's wind. Wind is blowing a blowing a storm here as well. But hopefully, it's Aston Villa that are blowing a storm in St James's Park next hopefully. Friday night. See, that's my professional uh, newsreader <laughs> uh, voice coming out there. But um, let's start with the twenty trees, Paddy, because to be honest with you, we might even have more to talk about in the twenty trees than we will for the Newcastle yeah. game because. Uh, Nothing's really changed in the in, in uh, from the, the the senior sides kind of set up and stuff like that. We haven't had any press conference yet, so let's look at the twenty trees. And I think it's, I I, I think there's um I think I'd be very very eagerly tuning in or waiting to see what the lineup is for this twenty trees game because we might see a six foot four Brazilian making his uh, his long awaited comeback. Yeah, well, I think the interesting 
point here is that the game has been moved to Villa Park. Mm. So immediately the conspiracy theorist in me is saying, okay, <laughs> that's to get Wesley back playing on uh, the Villa Park pitch. Um, not saying that the pitch in Bodymore Heat isn't up to standard, but you know what I mean. Um, that's that's just what I'm thinking. Um, probably a bit too soon for uh, who's the one I was thinking of? Courtney House, maybe. Mm-hmm. We don't know for sure. He he could feature on uh, on Friday too, just to get games under his belt and, and still working his way back. So they're they're the two. Main main players, I think we could see um, starting. It was interesting to see Philip Marshall was the in the training video today was the keeper that they were all firing shots at. So uh, I don't know whether he'll be number three on the bench or not on the bench sitting in the stand if nobody gets injured in the warm up on Friday night or he will play on Friday afternoon. So. Yeah, little, little little bit of uh, interest going on there. Uh, obviously, Tom Heaton won't play because we, we, we're going to need him as backup on mm. Friday night, I'd imagine. But uh, nice to watch Villa twice in a day, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, definitely. And and uh, I got it wrong. He's only six foot three by his, by, his, um, by his Wikipedia page. So just in case anybody was wondering, was there some special trialist or new signing that we'd forgotten about that was a six foot four Brazilian. There isn't. I just made the balls of it. <laughs> Wesley's only six foot three. Um, do you know what? Like you forget an awful lot about Wesley because he's been out of the kind of the, the spotlight uh, due to injury, obviously, for, for quite a while. But you forget yeah. he's only 24, you know, he's a young guy. And and you know, when he when he actually got injured, he was out, he was only just gone 20, 20, uh, 23 at that stage. But do you know what? I had completely forgotten that he made his debut for Brazil since he joined Aston Villa. Mm. Like, if you were to say to me t- five years ago that, you know what, Villa are going to get two Brazilian players and both of them are going to play for Brazil while they're playing with Aston Villa, I would have laughed you out of the room. But, mm. like, what, between Wesley and Douglas Luiz, you know, both of them have uh, had made their way into the into the Brazilian team now, look, granted, I'm not going to say that this is, you know, that there, there, there isn't, I suppose, a Brazilian striker out there that is or, or, or a massively brilliant Brazilian team out there at the moment. But, you know, the two guys are obviously highly thought of in their own home, uh, in, in their own home, own home patch. And, you know, you kind of forget that with Wesley sometimes. And, uh, yeah, you know, wouldn't everybody have loved if we got out and signed a Brazilian international in, in January? Maybe this could be our Brazilian international signing that we've got coming back. So um, we'll see. We'll see. This is going to be really interesting. Hopefully he does play. This could be much ado about nothing. We could look very foolish come come um, one o'clock on, on Friday when we know what the team yeah. the teams are like. But, you know, for now, for now, we can dream. We can dream that he comes back and scores 12 goals in his first game back. But, uh, yeah, look, it's going to be an interesting one there as well because... Um, uh, like, will we see Jane Philogene Bidais uh, play for the, the, the 23s? Will we see, I presume we, we won't see Kane Hayden Kessler with Matty Cash still out there. But, you know, you might see some of those guys that have been uh, elevated towards the match match squad yeah. not in there. And look, let's just say these 23s go out there and, and uh, Philogene Bidais, yes, I have been practicing his name. 
That's why I'm so confident in saying it. Uh, we might see him in and around the first team squad, and if we do, isn't that that's that's that just must be a, sh- a huge shot in the arm for him, you know, for his confidence, for for what it means to be uh, Jaden Philadelphia Bide- within the Aston Villa setup. Because not only is he signed a new deal that, like, on the same day that he should be playing with his peer group, Dean Smith would see fit to elevate him into the first team. Um, to the, to the first team side again, and and it very well could happen if El Ghazi isn't isn't. Uh, well, yeah, I just was just about to say I I envisage that we're going to see him in the the full squad on uh, Friday night, actually sitting on the bench with El Ghazi injured, uh, Triore doubtful, Grealish is out, um, Sanson is doubtful. So you're you're going to see a couple at least from from that. Uh, what we call them a quartet of uh under 23s we had Philogene Bades um Jacob Ramsey Hayden Kessler and Carney Chukmoenka who have been practicing that one too <laughs> yeah I so matching. you you could you could potentially see all of them involved if like I this is the longest list of doubtful players we've had this season. Mm. Um, you know, taking into consideration just what, what I just said, we've got Courtney House, Maddie Cash, uh, and Wesley, obviously, to, to add to that list. Um, and of course, Newcastle aren't without their, their they've got an yeah. injury list as well. Yes. So they're missing it's anybody, a everybody one. that's anybody really. Newcastle, are, we, we get on to that, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I, I I think we might see three or four of that under twenty three squad. Either Ramsey could start, depending on if Sanson makes it or not, or whatever they choose to do. Um, if El Ghazi Traore are out, do we see Philogene Bedes start or get on the bench? Probably, definitely. Well, if if, if the two of those are out, we'll definitely see him on the bench. I'd imagine he will be next in line. And uh, yeah, there's potential there to see what he's made of, especially given the standard of the opposition. I think we can all say they've, they've grinded out a few results, but they're one of the poorest teams in this league. Um, before we move on to Newcastle, the burning question, Paddy, is uh, you know, there's there's one person I suppose in everybody's lips. We're all waiting for Dean Smith to to discuss him uh, in tomorrow's uh, press conference. Um, there's going to be a lot of people unhappy, um, you know, if, if Dean Smith does come come out and say, you know, the unthinkable, and uh, you know, Paddy is Ross Barkley going to start? <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely yeah. caught you there as well. I you genuinely had no idea what I was going to say there. <laughs> I think you caught all the listeners. <laughs> No, the six million dollar question is obviously is is Jack Grealish fit? Yeah, and for me, regardless of whether he's fit or not, I wouldn't be playing him on Friday. Mm. I, I think I think, given the nature of the opposition, given what we have at our should have at our disposal, I think at our disposal, I think we have enough to go and do Newcastle no problem. Um, doesn't necessarily mean we will do it. But uh, I think if there's an opportunity to give Jack another week to get him back for Spurs, I think that could be the best way to go. Yeah. Um, 
I I'm I would be confident in in a two goal win if Jack Grealish is there. Um, if Jack Grealish isn't there, I'm still confident in us not conceding with, with the the firepower that Newcastle are going to be missing. Um, yeah. I, on a more on, a, on an actual serious note, I do think Ross Barkley starts this game. I think they start this so game. Too. I think yeah. they see this as a game whereby whereby he can um, <coughs> excuse me that, that he, he he can maybe flourish in. Uh, like when you look at what they're going to have in midfield, they're going to have Jeff Hendrick, Isaac Hayden, Shelby, Willock, maybe maybe one if not both of the long staffs. I did a, a, a Newcastle piece today. I did a, a, a sorry a Newcastle podcast today, and they were crying out for the two long staffs who are good, very good players and could offer a lot of energy in there. But we know Steve Bruce; he's not going to he, he's going to favor the older heads over um, bringing in uh, maybe younger guys, especially in in a dog fight that they're in at the moment, but you, you mm. never know. Um, they were also very, very, um, I suppose, unhappy, not unhappy, but I suppose just, just disappointed in maybe their full back play as well. You know, they were talking about Paul Dummett uh, was, was more, much, much preferred over, over Lewis at left back. And um, uh, Mankio was much preferred over, over Emil Kraft uh, at yeah. right back. So, you know, up front, they're going to be missing Callum Wilson, Almiron, Sam Maxim. Like that's that's a lot to overcome to be missing those guys. Uh, mm. Joe Linton still only has three goals in fifty-two games. I'm so I don't want to. I, I say it every time, but I'm touching wood. I don't want to jinx it because he's going to have mm. to score goals at some stage. And uh, you know, as long as it's not Friday, um, if they play two up top, it could be Joe Linton and Andy Carroll. They also have a young kid called Elliot Armstrong. Young um, Scottish under eighteen international. He's uh, seems to be very promising. He got his uh, did he get a starter? He got his first cap anyway for or his first appearance. So he say against Arsenal in the cup, but um, they spoke very very um, strongly and, and 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 positively about him and the impact he seems to be having underage. But uh, mm. this this Newcastle team is definitely going to be like we're talking about looking at looking interestingly on at our team selection. I know a lot of Newcastle fans are going to be hiding behind the couch at their at their team selection because they're going to be pretty, you know, they're going to be pretty depleted. And um, the, it was even it was even thrown out in conversation today by uh, by John John Sinclair, the the, the, the guy who's, whose podcast I was on. It's even thrown out that potentially he thinks that Steve Bruce is picking players out of position to get sacked so he can get paid off. Um, that things have gone that badly, and when you think about it, you know, he's are you the kidding one who... me? Steve Bruce is playing players out of position. I don't believe yeah. it. No, I shit you not. <laughs> but like, even even going back, you know, I, I had a good discussion with the guys about the, you know, the fact that he's been the one leaking stuff to the papers. The players know he's been the one leaking stuff to the player to the papers. Matt Ritchie called him out in this. And he leaked it straight to the papers, all this kind of stuff. So he's lost the dressing room. He's lost, he's lost credibility with, with, with who he's picking in the team amongst the fans. And, and they're literally, they're, they're only short of setting up a GoFundMe to get rid of him, to be honest with you at this stage. But <laughs> yeah. it'll be really interesting to see what happens, uh, what, what their team selection is. And uh, I cross my fingers and I pray to, I pray to whatever that uh, we don't come out of this, or we don't go into this game with, a cocksuredness uh, and come away with our tail between our legs like maybe we did against New against Sheffield United yeah. um recently because this is that's, where we that's have my to big win. that's my biggest fear. That is my biggest fear. Yeah. 
Um, there's a couple of players in there that would, would like to turn us over, I'm sure. There, there is a little bit of needle there, and it's gone back over 10 years now at this stage. But then throw into the mix, we've got Kieran Clark as well, who yeah. previously played for us. Um, Shelby, who's well able to leave the boot in and get stuck in and tackles. Um, I agree with you about the two fullbacks. I think their two best fullbacks are, are sitting on the bench. I also think their best goalkeeper is sitting on the bench. Really? Just my opinion, but I think Darlow is better than Dubravka. Um, Darlow so, blocked marbles against us, in fairness. Even yeah. though we did score two, he was just... Yeah, like, no, I think, no, he I, I think he's, he's just much more commanding and a, and a better goalkeeper in general. But obviously Dubravka was obviously money spent on him, I've no idea, but that's just what I'm getting is why he's playing. Whether there's any need for it, who knows? Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot there's a lot missing. Um their their flair guys are missing. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough ask. Um Joe Linton, as you said, is just hasn't similar to similar to what people's opinion of Wesley with us, but he, he's had longer at the wheel there to have a go at it and it just it just hasn't worked for him. Um the and thing with who Joe knows? Linton was Joe Linton wasn't even showing up to games. Like, you know, he was missing sitters and howlers. I think really yeah. Wesley. And I know I remember I remember the comparisons were made. I think it was lazy comparisons. The fact the two of them were Brazilian. There was 40 yeah. million spent on one, there was 22 million spent on the other. And they were just big, mm. big lads. Like, you know, Wesley Wesley stuck a lot of what he got. Um, yeah, he missed a couple. All right, yes, he did. And and yes, he maybe he didn't get into the positions to take other other chances that he got. But uh, you know, I was I was uh, big on saying at, at every opportunity that all he needed to do was realize that he didn't need to wrestle with with defenders, and that he could play. He could actually play football. And and when he did, on the occasions that he did, he was like there were some games he was unplayable. He was unplayable against Norwich. He was unplayable against against Everton. That lovely that goal he scored. He made a run in between the two. The his first goal, I think, was for Villa. He made a run in between the two defenders, and it was a beautiful ball down the side of um, Yerimina. And he just made him look like like they couldn't stop him. He gotten he gotten like a four or five yard head start on, on um uh, got about a four or five yard run. And even if they walked, they got in front of him, it would have been a foul in his favor. So you know he was yeah. he was when he played intelligently, he could play. But you know I think what it was was he he always saw himself as coming to a league where boy he needed to be an Andy Carroll as opposed to an Ali Watkins. And let's just see what way he comes back from the injury if he still feels he needs to be an Andy Carroll over an Ali Watkins. But Look, horses for courses, and it's it's going to be nice to see him, see how he comes back, and see if we can maybe change up our style with him, or maybe, you know, mm. use different tactics with him with him in in, in the we, team. We, we might team. need him to be an Andy Carroll in order to switch up our tactics on no, on, a, on a weekly basis if, yeah, if we, the game needs chasing or whatever, you know. Yeah, and I think Joe Linton to, to go back with that. If I'm not right, if I'm right in saying, should I say Joe Linton has something like three goals and fifty six appearances for? For uh, Newcastle and like in anyone's book, three and fifty nine, and in anyone's book, like like Wesley at six and twenty two, so yeah. uh, you know, stats speak for themselves. Yeah, um, like it's it's to me it's it, like he's such a strange signing. Most of forty million, he'd scored seven goals in twenty nine appearances for Hoffenheim. Like by that logic, we get a we get a player who <laughs> goes and scores. Six and twenty-two in Wesley, we get for twenty-two million. Newcastle spend forty million on a guy who scored seven goals in twenty-nine appearances for Hoffenheim. 
Brentley scored 15 goals in 60 appearances for Rapid, Rapid Vienna. But am I missing something here? Like, like, no. <laughs> well, you can only assume that he was signed on the basis that he did score a few goals in uh, in a in a league where it's hard to score goals, especially if you're not playing for Bayern Munich or Borussia Dortmund. So, I it, I don't know. I, I I couldn't second guess what kind of signing it was. It was at the time there was a lot of fanfare around it. But he was just a poor player. He, he didn't do anything. He hasn't done anything so far. Um, I can't even remember the goals or what, what, what even happened with the goals that he scored previously. And he um, scored one corker, I remember. He just turned around and booted it. <laughs> and then most of the rest of them have been sliding into the back post, if I remember rightly. Mm. Well, most of the rest of them, the other two in the Premier League, have been sliding in at the back post. So, uh, yeah. yeah. I think, he's got- but he, he's... I, 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 the mind boggles. It's, I, I, I haven't seen Newcastle. Like, I haven't watched them recently. I, I know I always say I watch the team that we're going to play next. I try and watch them the week before, but I'm sorry, there's no money in the world or no podcast in the world that I'm coming on to, to <laughs> that allows me to watch Newcastle because I just, I, I'll just fall asleep. It's absolutely dross. I can't, I can't watch them. I'll, it's even a struggle to watch them when they're playing Villa. They're they're the worst. I think they're the worst team in the Premier League, and they'll probably get out of it based on the results that they've had so far. But uh, but they're not out of that fight by any means. No, 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 they're not. No, sure, they're only so Fulham. I think are on twenty six points. I think they're on twenty seven points. Brighton are on yeah. twenty six, and Fulham are on twenty six. Like Fulham's resurgence is absolutely it's noteworthy. The resurgence mm. they've had. The other two teams then are, I think, on a, are on 13 and 11 points, so they're more or less down. But, um, yeah. yeah, like... like, it, like it, just, they it just are takes Fulham and Brighton to win on a weekend, and, and Newcastle are, are, are down there. And mm. as we all know, when you're down there, it's very hard to get out of it. So I, Newcastle I, I have Brighton, I think, after us, which is going to be mm-hmm. like the proverbial relegation six-pointer. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, and, I, uh, and I've often been... Brighton have Man City this weekend. So this could be a huge turnaround. So Newcastle... Fulham, I, Fulham have Man City this weekend. Sorry, Fulham Brighton, have Man City this weekend. Brighton yeah, have Bright, Southampton. Brighton yeah. have Southampton. And then Brighton have... Yeah, so Fulham have Man City this weekend and then Newcastle have Brighton. So I think they're targeting this game as a... um. This this, this is a, almost a six-pointer for them, knowing that Fulham have Man City. You wouldn't expect Fulham to beat Man City. But then again, you wouldn't have expected Fulham to beat Liverpool either. So like... It's exactly. just the magic of yeah. the Premier League, Paddy. The magic of the Premier League. You never know what's going to happen. Um, except for you mm. kind of do. Maybe. On weekends like last week when we had all those low-scoring games. Mm. <laughs> just to throw up another curveball in our season. Exactly. Yeah, but I think it's fair to say, though, that, and even speaking to the Newcastle fans today, I think it's fair to say that um, we score first, we're going to win. Then again... They were confident if they score first, we're go- that they're going to win. They said the one thing, they said the one thing they can do is hold on to a lead, but they just don't get a lead often enough. And I'm yeah. like, and that's fair enough. That's a, that's a that's a fair enough comment. It's a it's a it's a Steve Bruce a comment as you get, you know, mm-hmm. um, lads. Let's hope we score and hold on to it, as opposed to how the hell are we going to score goals? It's it never seems to be how are we going to score goals. It's like, it's always the reaction to, okay, lads, let's. 
if we score a goal, we're going to hold on to it. And, and for me, that doesn't make any sense. So we saw that at Aston Villa too. We brought in his his uh, his generals in the like of um, Glenn Whelan, Yednak. Both players, look, we have to love him for what they did for the club, but he mm. seems to like to bring in older players and work with them. And like even referenced by his uh, Newcastle United team there, the two long staffs are crying out for, for appearances and maybe there might be the difference, but it's unlikely that you're, you know, that they're going to be mainstays within the team. And um, just like with Aston Villa, it would have been, you know, unless absolutely paramount and, and, and we had nobody else that could play there. Dean Smith, or not Dean Smith, uh, Steve Bruce was a fan of the over 30 brigade, which is fine. I'm over 30 myself. I'm not ageist, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But yeah, you you hit the nail on the head there. There's a certain kind of player that he trusted and hmm. preferred. The won't call him journeyman, but it's it just the experience. The mature, the mature man. <laughs> yeah, he was a fan of the mature man. Yes, yeah. And player, it, from what I've seen of those, the um, Mass in particular, Longstaff looks looks like he's going to be a decent footballer. It I just seems an awful. It just seems an awful shame for him to. To just completely neglect the fact that they're there and, and throw them in there and see what they can do for them. Like Jeff Hendrick is in there. For me, Jeff Hendrick hasn't done anything in about three years. He's just I I, I hate calling him out, but he just he just he just doesn't do it for me anymore. He went through a couple of years, even with Ireland 2015, 2016 time, did well at the Euros. Yeah. Since then he's just been a bit part player on the team he's, he's getting in which you know there's no there's no jizz or fizz about him he just plays his game and gets on with it does, he does nothing special um, passes the ball well I suppose that's probably about the best of what I can say about him but um, it, you know it's, it's very hard to pick somewhere where you genuinely feel worried about this Newcastle team mm. and genuinely I can't see how they're going to break us down I really anticipate that Emmy Martinez is going to draw a level on that Premier League clean sheet record Friday night. I can't see it happening any other way. I'll tell you, I'll give you a scenario. Andy Carroll at the back post from corner. That's the and that's me being genuine about it. That's the only yeah, but way I, that I, I, can I just see, see Emmy Martinez dealing with it. You know? and, and I suppose another <laughs> thing is like, I'm looking at the team there. John Joshua, are we going to deliver that pinpoint corner to the back post? You know, like, like I, there's, there's, a, there's a lot in that there, like without Elmeron, Sam Maxim. I don't know who takes corners. I think it, I, I would imagine it probably would be Shelby, but I uh, think so, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it, and you know my feelings in the corners to the back post are bloody difficult, but Andy Carroll is just an enigma of a man that could end up being like. Eusebio against us on Friday night. And, and I like he's just you go back to my irrational fears. This team has has two of them already in Ryan Fraser and Matt Ritchie. And I think Andy Carroll is always going to be an irrational fear. Um for but me. The, the six million dollar question is will he give him enough time for it to be a fear? Like he, he brought him on the 90th minute at the weekend. I bet you he starts with two strikers against us. That's the Possibly. feeling. That was the feeling from from Newcastle fans. Yeah, no, that, that is a possibility. But the trust of fella against West Brom for three minutes and then throw him in 
for a full 90 against us highly unlikely in my view yeah. but like this is this is Steve Bruce we could never second guess him when he was manager of us so <laughs> we second guess him but I, I, I don't I honestly don't see Andy Carroll starting I see I see him coming on when they're behind on 70 minutes 75 minutes and I think genuinely that he doesn't have much more in the tank that's just my opinion on him I think yeah. he's I think he's Yeah, I think he's going down the other side of the hill of, the, of his career, um, which you know it's it's strange to say because he I, I can't off the top of my head I don't know how old he is but I envisage he's about thirty, so he should be in Surely more or less the that. peak. You reckon thirty two? Thirty two. Yeah, but like, also, like he should have got into acting with that hair. And he's got a strikeable face. Now I'm not saying that you want to put not a punchable face, but he's got a striking face. He's a big lad. Should have taken the Vinnie Jones route and got into acting. You know, especially like his body's been through the mire. Like he's he's yeah, yeah. But then again, look, they're gonna like same thing. Like like any carry can pull off the hair. All right, but well, he can't pull it off because it's attached to his head. No, what else he can pull off? He's, he's a great man for a point of Guinness. Yeah, absolutely. I, I um, by complete mistake in 2011, ended up at the Newcastle Christmas party <laughs> in, right. in Dublin. In Dublin, <laughs> we went to uh, we went to see Munster play Leinster at the Aviva Stadium, mm-hmm. and uh, ended up in Copperface Jacks. For anyone who's been to Dublin, is quite a famous. Uh, Watering hole for late nights, especially for celebrities, funnily enough, that rock into Dublin. And um, this fella nearly knocks me over at the bar, me being a lot smaller than Andy Farrell, Andy Carroll, I should say. And uh, Andy Farrell. <laughs> ends, up, ends up buying us drink for the night and staying in his company with, with, with a couple more uh, Newcastle players, which was kind of strange. And the worst part was the next morning, the newspapers were all over and moving to Aston Villa and all my mates were messaging me going, what the hell did you say to him last night? He's been linked with Villa this morning. <laughs> Back when he was good. Back when he was, yeah. he was on fire. Like, cause he was, he, he did have a couple of good seasons, but yeah, as I say, he, his, his hair is fantastic. And actually Paddy, like, do you think maybe like Jeff Hendrick can't pull off that hair? He tries to. It's, yeah, but it, it's like, is, is there a correlation between how bad he, how long his hair has got and how bad his football has got? There's one for you. No. There you go. Next article, lads, on <laughs> www.fortheloveofpalmagra.com. <laughs> Cataloging you, Jeff Hendricks heat maps through the, the years. The opposite to Sansom, uh, not, not to be confused with our own Sansom. <laughs> Samson getting his hair cut and then he lose all yeah. his powers. Yeah. Jeff Hendrick. Yeah, grew his hair and lost all his power. Um, but look, we're I, I don't hold any animosity. I don't hold any ill will to Newcastle. Um, never saw any reason to. Uh, I don't I don't care about the sab and the tiny stuff. Most Newcastle fans don't care about that either. Is the feeling I could get. Um, we're another one of these trumped up uh, internet feuds that, that we tend to see. But uh, I actually, as as a club, I would like to see Newcastle stay up. I think they've been jipped over by Mike Ashley for far too long. Look, we can talk about their players and we can talk about Steve Bruce all we want, but 
until Ashley leaves leaves St James's Park, they're just going to be treading water. And yeah. and I feel as well. This I feel a lot of sympathy for them in that aspect because, you know, we were like that when I, when Randy Lerner was here, and then we were like that then when Tony Jaa was here, and we've settled upon or just literally fallen off the rainbow into the pot of gold with the two lads that we have now. So, look, Newcastle are a good club. They're a Premier League club, and and and. They're they've 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 been having a pretty shit time of it, I think, since two thousand and eight or nine. And, and yeah. look, you know, they've 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 served their apprenticeship and shitness, to be honest, which you know at the moment. And Absolutely. I never like to see t- big teams like that to, to be down for too long. Uh, just as long as they stay below us, like, you know, but Absolutely. I don't hold any ill will towards yeah. Newcastle. But they're if you if you've ever been to Newcastle in this like it's the heart and the soul. Day. The stadium is in the city centre. Mm. Like you, you, nearly every pub you could go to, you could hit a golf ball into St James's Park. It's that close in the city yeah. centre. They just live, sleep, and breathe Newcastle yeah. United. There, there's fifty two thousand seats there. They're full most weeks. So I don't know what it's been like lately. I know there's been a bit of a, a backlash before COVID, where they decided to boycott yeah. games and stuff like that. But I've been there a couple of times. I think the last time I was there. Was uh, Alan Shearer got sent off? We beat them on the first games of the season, probably around ninety nine ish. It was an he, he threw an elbow, but that was Uriah Rennie sent him off, and then he went was, on a big yeah. he went on a big tirade, um. Then and Uriah Rennie was actually stood down, and then Alan Shearer got the nickname on some Aston Villa fan sites of Mary Poppins because he couldn't do any wrong apparently. Um, no, <laughs> there you go. Last is, that not what Roy, is that not what Roy Keane used to call him? Yeah, maybe it was. Maybe it was Roy Keane somewhere. <laughs> but I just the first time I ever saw it was on uh, was on Villa fan sites. Um, yeah, he used to be called Mary Poppins, but he could never do any wrong. Mm. But um, yeah, yeah that, there's digging into and the, the game, annals of history. And the the other, ironically, the other game I was at was when uh, Dyer and Bowyer decided to <laughs> poke the head off each other. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, Video won't be there Friday night because it's been it's been a bit of a roller coaster every time I went. So yeah. <laughs> why wouldn't Friday be any different? Exactly. Um, I'm expecting a win. Yeah, and I'd be Call disappointed it. with any less. I'm I'm gonna go for a three 0 win. I think it's about time we put a few goals on a, on a team. We've been waiting a while for it, and uh, I, I fully expect us to win. And I want us to put a few goals on Newcastle this weekend. Excellent. Yeah, I uh, absolutely agree that we will win this game. I don't know if we win it 3-0, but <laughs> uh, I think we'll win this game. Um, well, our lack of goals lately would, would suggest that we probably won't, but you know, it has to come at some stage. So I... I, I think I, I, I do have some sort of Feeling in my waters about Ali Watkins, though you know he scores them in batches. Like I think, I think mm. it's fair enough that we can say that he does score them in batches now at this stage. But this is kind of a game whereby he sneaks one early in the game, and then later on in the game he gets one in the back post again as they start to maybe try and chase it. He gets in between Lascelles and Clark, uh, and sneaks one in the back post, and maybe he gets two out of this. And you know, I, I. I'm looking at Ross Barkley's name here in the team sheet and I'm saying it's now or never, buddy, you know, and we could see another, we yeah. could see a bit of a performance from him. Um, so it could, it could be 3-0. I, I'm going to go for 1-0 though. I, I just, 
I think that I, I think that we, you know, in a, in games like these, we tend to win it early and shut up shop, if that makes sense. And and I think I think probably we'll see that again. You know, I I'm I I just not holding out massive hope think, for a massive win. I think Dean Smith would uh would take your hand off for a one 0 win. To be honest, I th- I think he'd be more than happy just to come away there with the three points the way things have gone recently. Um, they've only won win in five. We've only won win in five. They've drawn two, lost two. We've drawn two, lost two. So we're coming in on more or less the same trajectory, <laughs> but uh, albeit our, our calibre of our opposition is a lot. Well, we can say a lot better. No, I can't. So, you know, as I say, it's a strange old league. Anything is possible, but I'd be bitterly disappointed. Oh, yeah, if absolutely. I'd be the same. Yeah. I fully expect us to go and grab it by the scruff of the neck in the first half and, and be home and dry by half time. Paddy, you're 3-0 win for Aston Villa, 16-1. I have just realised I have a fiver in my account. And I'm going to put that on. And should we win, the Aston Villa Foundation will be, in the, re, will be the recipient of the €85 Euro winnings. Excellent. Um, so will be, and I'm going to put it on now because when this podcast goes out, everybody's going to back the 3-0 win. So I want to get the best odds I possibly can. So that has been put on now. Um, yeah, so everyone out there, start praying for a Villa 3-0 win. Foundation would be up 85 smackaroos. Yeah, that's what we're going to do because they're philanthropic here in this podcast. Um, but uh, yeah, why not? I'm, I don't know when I'll use that fiver again. <laughs> so <laughs> I might as well use it in a novelty bet 3-0 yeah. against Newcastle United. What's the difference? Um, I think that's going to do it, Petty. Um, I think that's going to do it. Uh, as I said, to, to, uh, Festival of Football, really, you can call it on Friday. The under-23s at half past one uh, be over about, what, half three. You get enough time to, you know, get the jobs done. You earn a few brownie points. Then be back down on the couch again then for uh, for um, eight o'clock. To, to watch Newcastle versus Aston Villa. Um, as I said, I I've, think I've, I've all my brownie points done this week. I think I think I'll just sit down at half one. Yeah. Sitting down at half one on Friday with a bag of cans. Yeah. Paddy, from, yeah. <laughs> and it better be a big bag of cans because it has to last until ten o'clock at night. Yeah. Paddy's been the best boy this week. He's got all the jobs done. So uh, he's got a lot, he's got all the brownie points built up. And I'm on holidays for two weeks. I have not got work for two weeks on Friday, and I am going to have the proverbial big bag of cans as well. So, um, so what, what you're well. saying is two, two oh. big bags of cans, uh, Villa winning 3 0, and a funny old podcast on Friday night with the two of us. <laughs> yeah, it might be one we might need to put on the closed caption for the um, well, some people say we need to do it anyway, um, for the subtitles <laughs> on, on, uh, on YouTube. So, listen, look, we'll see. But uh, all will be revealed, I suppose, on Friday. Mightn't feel like drinking after the game either. So it's uh, we'll see. We'll see if it's three 0 win. It'll, it'll be a definite. But um, listen, guys, as I always say, thanks a million for listening. It means an absolute means a lot to us. You can catch Paddy on at Villa Paddy. You can catch me on at Love McGrath Pod. Um, here's to a win. Getting the, getting back up on the horse again with a win, and uh, maybe pushing closer towards the European places because anything can happen uh, with this Europa Conference and. Look, let's finish the season at a high where, and not and not put ourselves in a position whereby we're playing dead rubbers. You know, keep keep an interest in this league, and I think the players want to do that too. And um, whether we see Jack Grealish or not, I think is all to be 
um, un- is all to be told tomorrow, maybe in the press conference. But um, until then, guys, everybody stay safe and up the villa. Up the villa. Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.